Welcome to Headstone Academy Equipping and Training Podcast. We provide cutting-edge foundational teaching and revelation tailored to this notable hour of history. The title of today's message is What's in Your Hand? with Mary Audrey Raycroft. Um, for the last umpteen hundred years, we've been doing church our way. We've been trying to build the kingdom our way. And God says, well, as long as you want to do it your way, then I'll just sit here and wait till you come to the end of yourself. And that's pretty um, um, devastating when you realize that you really have come to the end of yourself. And now, uh, you know, stages of life where, you know, one would think you had it all together, you realize, <laughs> my goodness, you have to start all over again. It take us a long time to, to learn um, what we're about and uh, what he's about. Because it's all about him. And we think it's all about us. It's all about our ministry. It's all about where we go, what we do, who we know. It's all about church. And he says, it's not about that at all. It's about me. Him. Not me, him. So uh, it's, a, it's, it's, a, it's a place that I think probably could be, if you're not there yet, you who are in this room, <laughs> I we'll give you prophecy stuff this afternoon, but I declare to you, he's doing it. He's doing such a quick work in the body of Christ, and it, it's a, that what we've been playing with for years, thinking it was just the way to, to live our lives. Um, uh, he's got to do a, a, a quick, um, a quick change, especially in these days and this era that we've gone, what we're going into right now. Why are you laughing, Tracy? <laughs> this era that we're going into now. Um, there isn't one of you that's here by accident. They're just welcome. Catherine came from Cambridge and she's sitting in the little red shirt back there with the blonde hair and the big smile. Make yourself known to her and say hi because she came not knowing anybody. And uh, so she's hungry, you see. Got other things to do on a Saturday. And so he's placed a hunger within us to discover um, uh, what he's about, and our play, and, and, and there's a massive change. I know you've heard this for ages. I talk about it. Everybody talks about it. Change, 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 transformation, transformation, transformation. He's doing it, and uh, who? So what else can I say? As for me, I know the way I've been led last week, and then and this week, and I have a clue what I might be doing in November, but. Um, this, is this working? Yes. 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 Um, um, as those of you who know me know I'm a foundation layer. And here we are trying to, you know, fly with the spirit. And you, you know my, my adage is I don't care how high you fly. How, how, what's your walk here? As Mark, you, you know, we keep, Mark DuPont used to say we keep waiting for the sweet by and by. And he wants us to know him and walk in him in the dirty now and now. How many of you know we walk in the dirty now and now? And the dirty now and now things all around us. And so what, what, what's he transforming us? What's he changing us into? And I'll tell you, um, it's a new season beginning. I, I'm not going to go into it because that's not really my, my message. But we're in the new season that's just beginning um, of, of a new 10-year era. And the Lord, the last 10 years have been learning to see and to hear him. And now with what we've seen and heard, the next 10 years is pay, the next 10 years is speaking. 
speaking, speaking, speaking. Whether you're uh, you have a mic like I have right now, or whether you're a, a quiet little one in your in your corner, uh, wherever God has you put, where you're an influencer, you are going to find that the place He has you is to open your mouth. And now you know it's just coming on like that. That I think it's in I can't even tell you the scripture, but it says, "Open your mouth, and I will fill it." It's a whole, uh, all I'm saying, it's a whole new walk. It's a whole new walk um, that we do not have a roadmap for. So, uh, today, some of you have, um, uh, have, have heard this before because it's foundational. But you see, Jesus said, if you continue in my word, if you continue on in my word, not been there, done that. If you continue on in my word, you'll know the truth and the truth will set you free and, I, 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 and keep you free. And lots of times we're moving on, moving on in what, you know, uh, seems to be, you know, our walk in Him. And yet, and yet we tend to forget what's there foundationally for us. And so I can look at the foundation again today and look at who you are today and what He's placed within you and how He's designed you. And this afternoon we're going to look at uh, what has He said to you in one way or another and what are you doing about it. Um, I, I should say, what are we doing? But when I say you, I'm an exhorter. So when I say you, I'm trying to, you know, build you up. But, but really, you know, when I say you, I mean me. Because I'm finding these days you can't really talk about um, and speak and teach about things that um, you haven't walked through yourself. Uh, we've done that for so long. We've, we've, somebody says we're like cows. We regurgitate it. Just chew it, you know. We, and, we, and we just spill out the same old ads. No, no, no. You, you walk it. And out of what you're walking will come your talk. And so, um, I think following last month's introduction, it wasn't, um, uh, we didn't record it, but if you remember, last month there are a couple of new ones here this morning, and that, that's great, and maybe you'll have a chance to maybe glean some of those messages at another time. But I talked about you coming off your plateaus, that place where you're stuck and comfortable, and we talked about that, and then we talked about leaps of faith. Remember the bungee jump gal who had to, <laughs> jump off into space and, and of course good old Indiana Jones taking that leap of faith you know to get to that you know to get his father saved so we looked at leaps of faith and and we talked about this being about saddling up um, you know so we talked about you getting your foot in the stirrup and getting your rump in the saddle to go where to do what at least at least we're getting saddled up but we're not just there to ride around the corral and so I'm hoping that, that you know, over the, over the next couple of times, we, we see that we're going somewhere with this ride that he had us on. And, and uh, I just, I'll say it over and over again, and it's for me too, it's time to launch out into the deep, out of our old familiar comfort zones. Some of us are really stuck in there. We need to do something, find some kind of antidote for crazy glue that has us stuck in our comfort zones, and our, our Christian comfort zones, I should say our religious comfort zones. And, and um, embrace, you know, the, the race that is set before us with fresh vitality and vision. Um, in fact, Father, in the name of Jesus, I just declare that you have vision, you have your word, you have you like your spurs, and you've given me that anointing to be one that digs the spurs in. And so, Father, I'm asking that, 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 that everyone in this room, including myself, will be um, spurred by you to... Um, to take steps of faith and move in the even in simple, simple ways to what you've called us to do. These days he's revealing qualities that he's placed within you, within us. He's encouraging us to accept and grow in. 
And he said, you know, you've heard me say this scripture before, and I love it. But he's igniting both men and women to be, as it says in Romans 12, 21, to be aglow and burning with the spirit. That means passionate, fiery, hot, and zealous. It is the opposite of cool, dignified, passive, complacent, and indifferent, and waiting for someone else to do this stuff. Because they can really do it so much better than me, so I'll just sit here and let them do it. No, no. <laughs> you got a divine call, purpose, destiny built in you. And for some, it just, it, it's waiting. It's like it's waiting for the cork to go to the champagne bottle, for goodness sakes. You know. It's time that we began to take responsibility. That if somebody said that, you break that down. Responsibility is my response to his ability. Oh, you, I like that way. Responsibility, my response to his ability, okay? You see, you are people that are being transformed by his glory. You know, I'm not going to into it. I'd love to. I'll just spend the whole my whole time this morning just looking at, you know, the Second Corinthians 3. I love Second Corinthians 3. You are being changed by his glory. You are carriers of his life. You are carriers of his light. You're carriers of his word. And you are, little old you, you're what he's got on earth to use. Not that he uses us. I don't mean that. But when he, you know, we're to be co-workers along with him. And, and, and cooperate with him. And I love that testimony of Bella this morning because, yeah. you know, because like, like, just obey. Yeah. The, the, the most meager, I don't know why I'm saying this now, maybe it's for me, obey the most meager nudge, the most meager thought. They say, you know, uh, the enemy says something to us and we agree right away. Oh boy, oh boy, we agree with what the en enemy lies to us. But when, when we think God's speaking to us, we have to get about 10 confirmations before we ever step out. <laughs> I wonder why. Oh, for goodness sakes. So we have to, you are being transformed by his glory, by the word, by his truth, and by his presence within you. See, I think we've got to go back and reassess. I mean, I, I mean, are you aware of his presence within you? Or is it just some kind of nice little theory? Oh, my goodness. we got to agree with it. Um, I, I know that Faith, Faith talked about this last time from Ephesians 2.10. is what I want to just... Watch this morning. The word says, We are God's own handiwork, His workmanship, recreated in Christ Jesus, that's born anew, that we may do those good works that God predestined, planned beforehand for us, taking paths which He prepared ahead of time, that we should walk in them, living the good life which He prearranged and made ready for us to live. Oh. We were on his drawing board. He's created something absolutely amazing and placed it within each one of us. And so we're his workmanship, created to do those good works. I think, oh dear, sounds like another works program. No, it's not. What, what, what do we have to work with? Well, Ecclesiastes 9 says, whatever. Say, say whatever. whatever. Like, whatever. <laughs> So, you know, back when using that word, it's kind of a little bit of a sarcastic, you know, somebody makes a big statement and I find, oh yeah, whatever. I don't mean it like that. <laughs> I mean, whatever your hand finds to do, do it with all your might. That's a key verse for today. What's in your hand? What's in your hand? Like, like the key question to Moses in Exodus 4 too is, what's in your hand? What's in my hand? A stick. <laughs> he had a stick in his hand. 
he had the shepherd's rod in his hand, a simple stick. You know, probably it's really tall. Had a crook in the end that you could pull the sheep back if it, you know, if it got caught over the edge of something. The, the crook was to pull it back in, and the, the rod, the, the, the stick part was to when the, when the sheep came into the sheepfold, he would take that he would take that stick and he would rub it, run it over. He could use that to run it over the little animal to see if there were any hurts or wounds there. And he used it as a walking stick too. I'm sure he did climbing those mountains in his flip flops. You know, yeah. he had a walking stick. You know. Look, what's in your hand, Moses? And, and he used what seemed to be the most usual and common thing to do the impossible, to do the miraculous. What did he, when you call out to me quickly, what, what were some of the things he used that stick to do? Fight off the enemy. Hmm? Fight off the enemy. Fight off the enemy. What did he do? Did he go hit the enemy with a stick? I don't think so. What did he do? Come on, you tell me. What did he do with his stick? He held it out. I mean, it's a stick. He held it out, and, and, and the Red Sea, Red sea parted. Um, what else did he tell me? Two other things he did with his stick. Split the rock. Forget that he argued with God the next day. Wrong, but he split the rock. But this, now come on, get real. It was a stick. What do you have in your hand? What he, he used that stick to display the power of God in 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 the in Pharaoh's um, room. You know, what do you, what do you, I mean, come on now, it was a stick. What do you have, you know, Matthew 16, 21, what, what do you have? Well, we got, you know, 5,000 men and all the women and kids, you know, uh, there's no 7-Eleven close by where we can go and get food. What, how are these people going to get fed? What, well, what do you have? Well, the only thing we can find, all we got is like, like five loaves and two little fishes. Well, come on. Five loaves and two little fishes were, were candidates for a miracle of the Lord to use them. <laughs> I love JL. If you don't know JL, she's in Judges 421. I'm not going into her now. She's one of my favorite characters, and I think I talked about her last time. What do you have in your hand, JL? The nothing but a tent peg and a hammer. Come <laughs> on. You read her. Oh my gosh. Womp. Pin that guy's skull right to the floor. But it was a tent peg, a tent peg and a hammer, you know. What, what do you have, you know, said Elijah to a desperate, poverty-stricken, debt-ridden widow in 2 Kings 4. Well, nothing. I mean, we're on our way out. I just got a little tiny pot of, little tiny pot of oil. I don't know. Now, the question is, I, I still can't find out. I need to have some kind of real digger to find this. I wonder what kind of oil it was. Because, you see, was it just cooking oil? Or was it anointing oil? What kind of oil was it? Because it was so... Well, well anyway, remember he told her, take that, go and find me all the baby food jars you can find and all your quart sealers and your pickle jars. Bring the jars in. So the kid, the boy went out and brought, brought as many old empty jars, bottles, as they could. And you just had a little tiny bit of oil. I'll bet it was no more than what you carry around in your purse. Some of you, well, you don't carry it in your purse, Michael, you know, or Rick, but you know what I mean. But, but you know, just a little tiny bit of oil. And as you started to pour out a little, say a little tiny bit. Little, tiny, little, tiny bit. Well, something happened, a miracle in the pouring. It didn't stop pouring and it filled all the, filled all the, all the bottles. Until there were no more bottles. And if they had gone, if he had a, a Costco close by, he could have gone and got a case of, and I bet that they would have still been filled, 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 filled. What do you have, you know? What do you have? It's amazing.
I want you to, I want you to look at the story of Jesus of talking about you know being responsible for what you've been given what you know and I am I'm, I'm reading it from the message all right I'm reading Matthew 25 14 to 18 from the message and I hope it's the same with, with faith is teaching you and she's so much a woman of the word that that you would get into the situation you would get into the story yourself you would just not read it as a nice story but you really catch the essence of it so so Jesus is talking about the kingdom of God and he says it, the kingdom, is, is, is there any water? Are we not? Can I, can, can we get a paper cup or something? There was some water in it. it the kingdom of God is, is like a man going off on an extended trip. He called his servants together and delegated responsibilities. He's going on a trip. He calls his servants together and delegated responsibilities. To one, he gave $5,000. To another, he gave $2,000, and to a third one, $1,000. I love this line. Depending on their abilities. 